Hi, Lucy Eaton here, host of Hear Me Out. Quick heads up that the episode you're about to enjoy is a highlights reel from the full interview with this guest, so be sure to listen to the full fat version if you haven't already. And while I've got you, I wanted to let you know that we are officially now on Patreon! This means that you can invest in the channel monthly, and in return you get all kinds of perks. Just head to our page on patreon.com slash podhearmeout. We've popped the link in the show notes below, and we would love to have you join the family. Many a Zoom quiz has started in a very stressful state because of... Bro, I cannot, I can't, I think I've done one, and I was like, this is the most depressing thing I've ever done in my life, and I just can't, I can't. I thought you were going to say you've done loads of them. You're like, I did one. No, 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 no. Here we are. Here we are. A conversation between Lucy Eaton and Maddie Hill. Welcome. Just a couple of lads in it, mate. Just a couple of lads (laughs) drinking a a Coca-Cola and a (laughs) no-alcohol beer, chatting about Shakespeare. I find it really cute that you're having a Coca-Cola, actually. It's really great. Maddie, for those of you who are foolish enough to not know who you are, you are best known, really, as fabulous EastEnders soap award winner and now star of Casualty. It's true. But what I think, because that is how you made your name, what I think a lot of people don't realise about you is that you are a theatrically trained actress and you have done Darling, I've trodden the boards You've a trodden few the boards, times. And you love yeah. the theatre. This is the fun thing today is we're going to chat about not just any old theatre, but the man of theatre, the bard himself, Mr. Willie Jacks, mm. because what you wanted to have a bit of a chitter chatter about was a speech from <laughs> Shakespeare's Cymbeline. Yes. I mean, one of his greatest plays. <laughs> Nah, well, let's start so there. Bad, isn't it? Yeah, let's let's start there, which is <laughs> Cymbeline is not a particularly well-known one. It was apparently quite a late one of his, I think. It's not generally one of the most loved Shakespeare plays. No. But you, of course, were in a production of it that was renamed Imogen at the Globe mm. Theatre in when? Mm. 2016. Uh, 2016. It was, it was say, just after we did Dream Together. It was just after we did a Midsummer Night's Dream together after, at the yeah. Savick Playhouse. And I have to say, I had seen Cymbeline before and probably agreed with you. I didn't love it. But when I saw Imogen, the version mm. of Cymbeline that you were in, it was flipping awesome. I had the best time. I loved it. I really do feel like yeah. it sort of breathed oh. some kind of life into it or it made sense of it. Yeah. yeah. So what was it like for you? Or why don't you just give us, if you can, the briefest synopsis of Cymbeline, sort of what's it about? Well, well, it is, it's very much about Imogen, mm. um, but God knows, but he, he, he only features at the beginning and at the end. Uh, mm. Cymbeline is Imogen's dad. It's yeah. about, uh, lo and behold, star-crossed lovers, posthumous is in love with Imogen. Why mm. does Cymbeline not want her near him? Oh God, I don't I know. Wait, why do they have it? He's got something wrong with. Oh no, he's like poor or something. The usual. The usual. Not him. He's poor. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm almost certain that that's what it is. The King Cymbeline officially separates Posthumus and mm. Imogen, and they spend the whole play trying to sort of find each other. And then when they find each other at the end, Posthumus is sort of like fucked her over in multitudinous oh. ways. <laughs> 
The best thing that Dunster did, though, is change the ending so that she actually reminded me. So just to clarify, Matthew Dunster was the director. Director, and he he did the adaptation. He wrote, so he really rejigged the whole thing. He basically gave a lot of Cymbeline. So Cymbeline comes back into the show having Mm. not really been doing very much at all Mm. at the end and basically gives Posthumus a good going over but he gave he gave Imogen all of Cymbeline's lines, which made a hell of a lot more sense. Because right. in the original, she just sort of disappeared for the final third of the play. Crazy. Um, and so she ends up giving him what for at the end. Mm, mm, great. Um, which made a hell of a lot more sense. I think that's why, it's a, it's a big reason why if a character doesn't have any sort of logical through line, you can't mm-hmm. invest in them. Yeah, And I absolutely. think the all the major Shakespeare fans who knew the play and thought of it as a bit pants, even mm. if they were a little bit sort of old school um, in their sort of views as to how these plays should be performed and by whom, I think they did sort of understand that he'd improved the narrative at least and that yeah. he'd developed the character yeah, that absolutely. people um, could actually invest in. So this speech that you think is particularly gorgeous, where are we in the story when that happens? We're right at the beginning, um, and they've been separated uh, for some time now. It's, I just think that imagery is absolutely beautiful. Cra- I would have broke my eye strings. Cracked. You know, the, the, the strings that hold your eyeballs in place mm. looked for someone so hard that you snapped your... That is a wild, wild (laughs) metaphor. Wow. Till the diminution of space had pointed him sharp as my needle. Fucking, he's so small that he's like the end, the pinpoint of a needle. Mm. That is wild. Till he had melted from the smallness of a gnat to air. That is batshit. I'm not necessarily, um, I don't know, that romantic as a person. Mm, right. Some things just get me imagery-wise. When someone, it's it's so important to get um, a really intense feeling across mm. that you go to those lengths with words and imagery. Mm. That just, that just, I think, is wonderful. What was it like playing her? Or what was it like doing this speech? There was always a thing where it was like, I just wasn't quite, and I know exactly what it was, only now in retrospect, that I was so, it's it's the to be or not to be thing. I was so overwhelmed by how beautiful I personally, Maddie, found this speech. Right. I think every time it was just a little bit like, oh, oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. To the words of the speech. Whereas now, I feel like um, if I went back and did it again, I, I would have to work really hard because I find it really hard not to ide- over-identify with things. Mm-hmm. If I if I find something really, you know, if, if the imagery of something is really, really beautiful and it mm-hmm. provokes uh, an emotional reaction in me, yeah. but that's completely uh, Maybe not right with the, the character. Scene. Yeah. Exactly. Not right for the character, not right for the scene. I can picture myself doing this speech now Mm. and that's exactly what it is I think there was just I was just too um I was just pushing too hard because it was and it was affecting me as I was saying it almost did you find it quite moving going back to it I there's something funny about it isn't there that you 
as you re-speak ev- almost every phrase, every word, mm-hmm. you're transported physically back to exactly where and how you performed it, and you know what yeah. the temperature was like on your skin, uh, where where you were in the play, what the light was like, yeah. um, who you were with. Um, yeah, whether you were really hot or really cold, it, it's weird just yeah. by reading words. Yeah. Um, and nothing else is quite like that, is it? You know, the globe is such a specific entity all of its own. What did you find were like the particular highlights or the hindrances? What were the hard what were the hard things and what were the joys? The obvious most people say everyone says the hardest thing is sound, obviously, because mm-hmm. there's a hole in the top. I remember actually very distinctly because we we did it from September into October, mm. and we had a real heat wave for the first week or two. Right, and then you know the, how it does that in London. I find every year you have a, another heat wave in September, and then it just drops off, and yes. it feels suddenly very cold for yeah. a week or so in October. Mm. Um, and that happened. I remember going out on stage one day, being, and that day when the temperature dropped, and just coming out after the first half, mm. um, and just being—I think it must have been when the sun had gone down—and mm. just being like, "Where is my voice?" It just wouldn't carry any further. Gosh. So we were all backstage on those mental teapot things, just trying to oh, like the steaming them. things, steamers, yes. steamers, yeah everyone had to steam their voice everyone was like what's going on I can't and wow. they, they basically had like they have like an emergency voice dude there <laughs> so he'll like come in and be there ready if um if he knows the temperature's gonna drop and he's just God. got all these kettles ready uh, <laughs> so it works but I that was mad but also the obviously the main thing is the intimacy of having everyone standing at stage level and feeling like they're with you and mm-hmm. for me personally that was only ever uh, oh, just there's something about the, those first two or three rows. They they just don't. They never looked bored. For some reason, they just always felt involved. They always felt like they were with you on every because they couldn't. They can't believe they're so close, and they can't believe they're in shared light with you. Can yes, I just I say how l- lovely it is, and how it's actually making me quite emotional. It's reminding me of a moment I had in the summer. Mm. Uh, I haven't spoken to anyone about obviously you have because you've been doing this but I haven't spoken to anyone about live theatre in this kind of detail obviously yeah um and going into that kind of detail and revisiting senses and stuff is we will survive (laughs) 